listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 339. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who keeps blaming me for giving him COVID last week, John Brownstone. You did. Well, blame you were it pay- on the you virus were- that, like, clawed its way into my system after three plus years. You were patient zero after, you know, to this household. So, you know, <laughs> there you go. I'm going to blame the virus, <laughs> not the people who like got their vaccination and got boosted twice and have avoided people to the best of their ability <laughs> for, I mean, 42 years, let's be real. But um, also the past three years, <laughs> uh, if you want to know where we were last week, that was it. We, we were recuperating from COVID. Uh, uh, JB took one for the team and Swizzle sticked his nostril so he could know for sure. Right. And uh, yeah, it was yeah, something didn't, our turn. Something didn't quite feel right with the way I felt. It didn't feel like a normal cold or a normal flu. And No, ain't nothing like, about this normal. I, I need to know. And sure enough, yeah. I was happy to live in ignorance. I ignorance was bliss for me. I just <laughs> kept saying I was sick and that was enough. But no, we know for sure now. But we're back. Uh, yep. We're not a hundred percent, but we are here. Yeah. Uh, and this week, uh, this is the moment I realized I didn't actually edit the intro, so I have to wing it from this point. Uh, this week, with reduced brain capacity because we are still tired of recovering, um, I went. Let's just let's take the easy way out. Even though I meant to do this like in another six weeks, we're doing a BDSM Reddit response while our dog howls in the background. I don't know if the mics are picking that up. Uh, we've had some things sent to us from other folks. Thank y'all for that. And, uh, I just, I don't know if we're going to rant, but I know that I don't want to have to try to focus on a topic for an hour. I just know that I can't do it right now. So I'm not Neither even going to try. Can, yeah. Right. Well, so it's a BDSM Reddit response episode. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. And yeah, it's a little bit like this all the time. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kiki pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can follow the show on Twitter at lovingbdsm on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Okay, before we get into whatever Reddit may or may not cause me to rant about, two announcements. One, as of the date of recording, that will not necessarily be true for podcast listeners, but date of recording, there is one week left of our Patreon membership drive. If you join between now and February 15th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will also get extra goodies mailed to you in March... Uh, depending on what tier you pick. Um, Also, if you decide to become an annual member, which means you pay one time and you get access for a full year, if you sign up between now and February 15th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can get two months for free instead of just one month for free. That means you pay for 10 months of access but get that full year. Um, If you sign up at any point, you are welcome at any point because the perks... And the stuff we do for Patreon, other than the mailed goodies and that extra discount, they're they're year-round. So at any level, you can join for as little as $2 a month. You get access to our Discord server community do-lolly thing um, where we try to do stuff. (laughs) 
I'm sure that was a glowing recommendation. Um, we do an exclusive video every month. Uh, they're a fun one, not an educational one. Do we sometimes say things that maybe cause people to learn something? Yes, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is to entertain and to entertain <laughs> ourselves. Um, uh, we do a behind the scenes podcast episode to know what's kind of going on with us, both the things we do professionally, but also our lives. Um, and we do a monthly live Q&A on the first Saturday of every month. Uh, that's all the basic stuff everybody gets, regardless of the tier you join. If you join at a higher tier, you get extra stuff. Uh, $10 and up, you get access to our bi-monthly online game night. We have it coming up in February. Is our very first one. We'll see how this goes. I believe that date is February 24th. I know it's a Friday. Whatever that date is closest to that number I just said. Um, we have for kinky crafters, makers, and business owners, we have a tier for you, which means you also get access to a channel in the Discord server. Plus, we do a quarterly businessy Zoom call. And at our $25 tier, that's our highest tier, you get everything. And you get a quarterly coffee chat call to just hang out and let's talk and let's chat and nobody's required to go on camera or use their mic except for us so you can stay as anonymous as you'd like um it's all about community and hanging out and you know being together um so that's all regardless of when you join but if you want the extra fun stuff the goodies and maybe a discount if you do an annual membership february 15th 11 59 p.m easter standard time is your deadline so get yourself signed up if that is of interest and uh, availability to you. We understand not everybody could do it. It's why we keep all of our educational stuff free, free, free for the most part. Speaking of a free educational opportunity. Yes. I have been kind of teasing this for a little bit because we had to make the content and we kind of kind of mentioned it every once in a while. Signups are now available for the Dom Sub Dynamics Virtual Summit, which is happening February 20th through the 24th. Links in all the places, y'all. So you can, can get to this. Plus, we've been posting it on our social media. So you may have seen it there first. You can register for free for the event. And the videos, uh, their video recorded education things from a bunch of uh, people. Evie, Sunny Megatron, Luna Matatas, a lot, a lot of people. Some really mm -hmm. cool people. Uh, we are, like, kind of humbled that we got invited. It's like, us? Like, those folks are, like, professionals. Us? Anyway, um, if you get the free ticket, then you don't have to be there for each exact session, but you have 24 hours after a session happens to be able to see it for that whole week. Once you sign up for free, you can choose, if it's affordable for you, to upgrade for extra perks and I think lifetime access to the content, but that's not required. It is a free summit. People have gotten very annoyed at me because there's an upgrade option and I'm like, that's an option, but you still can have access to the education if it works for your schedule, just by signing up, you don't have to buy anything. Um, so that is going on. The Dom Sub Dynamics Virtual Summit. The sign up for that, I think, is technically it's through the whole thing. But if you want to get access to every single day for free, then you want to sign up by the 19th. Um, we're doing a class on like the nuts and bolts of making an LDR work, like figuring out your schedule, figuring out your tools, like figure out the what you're going to do. That's our thing. But there is, there's a class on uh, femme domination. There's a class on switching. There's a class on um, doing BDSM with, I think it was chronic illness was the title. You'd have to check the page to see for sure. Um, there's a class on safe words. There's a class on um, negotiation. There's a class on adding 
uh, rules and punishment slash consequences to your dynamic. There's minds. There's tons, y'all. There's tons. Mm-hmm. A lot and of good stuff. Each of the classes, they're not real long. I think the max amount of time that a session would be is like 30 minutes. So ideally, you would hopefully have time within that 24 hours with the free ticket to go ahead and watch all the ones that interested you. But there's tons. So if you're interested, link is in the places. For YouTube folks, it's the description box. For podcast listeners, it's the show notes. It's in our link tree. Anywhere you might come across that on social media. Ta-da. We hope that you will take a look. Sign up if you uh, have time that week to do it. Um, Yeah. Very, very excited. It's our first official educational speaking thing. So for everybody who's like, please do educational stuff. That's, this is us dipping in a baby toe. Mm-hmm. There we go. So that is, those are the announcements. Um, Excuse me. I'll say it again. I'm going to try not to cough into the microphone. JB's going to try not to cough into the microphone. Right. We sound worse i think than we are excuse me i know i do i just sound really congested my voice was real bad over the weekend uh <laughs> the patrons who went to the live q a could tell you it was it was froggy um i did not mean for this week's episode to be to be a reddit response even though i know that it is relatively well loved amongst most of y'all um i meant to push that off by a few weeks but i i needed to not have to focus on one thing for too long and i i needed it to feel easy and this feels easy mm-hmm. no promises on ranting but we shall see um i also uh would like to thank both a roasted pumpkin that's an awesome screen name by the way and silent wing for sending in um reddit posts that they have come across that uh got them either wanting to rant or wanting wanting to see if i will rant um and then i ended up finding another one uh while i was in uh the subreddit bdsm advice online and i added that one so if you are a person who inhabits the bdsm side of reddit and you come across something you're like oh i would really like to know what they think about it you can send it to us um when they come to my to our inbox i leave them on unread so i can find them again and it was really nice to clear the inbox today (laughs) by deciding this is what we would do so there's also that um so let's get into these i have read these jb has not so this ought to be interesting (laughs) so always leave me in the dark on this one apparently the interesting part was the comments because the original poster the op on the one i'm about to read um got a little i guess sassy in the comments but i couldn't find that so i don't know if they deleted Mm. it or not so um we'll just take this one at face value it says any advice for an 18 year old virgin with a very kinky masochist girl i'm an 18 year old virgin and i've been talking to a girl who wants me real bad and is a heavy masochist to the point where she told me she wants me to use my full strength i'm heavily into that too so it's not a problem but i'm a virgin so i'll probably fuck it up any advice by the way she knows i'm a virgin so we've got that level of communication Mm -hmm, out of the mm -hmm. way she knows that you are on some level inexperienced uh there's a lot that isn't being uh, mentioned in here, mm-hmm. like how much communication they've had and what right. she means by use your full strength and what she means by heavy masochist because uh, every, every kinkster, as we know, is different. Every masochist mm-hmm. is different. Everybody wants something 
a little bit different. Um, so I, my first impulse is to go, okay, before you do a damn thing, I need you to have a much more detailed conversation. <laughs> uh, there need to be very specific questions asked, like, what is it you're actually talking about? What is it you want me to do? What What is the fantasy here? And I, I say start with, talk about the fantasy, but that does not mean that's where you start. And then I think we both know what the the most basic advice is. Yeah. Um, you know, you just need to take it slow and work up. Right. Like, you don't even, I mean, maybe some people who've been playing have been in the kink world a while might, with a new partner, go in hard first. Mm-hmm. But I would never recommend that, whether you're a real, like, you're super new, as this person yeah. indicates, or if you're just new to that other person, like, if... If you're going to have the potential to have a good time together, start slower and easier, air quote that word, because that's subjective. Because if it's any good and you both decide, hey, I want to do this with you again, you can work up to it. But if you go in hot and fast and strong and overdo it because of a lack of communication, because not knowing each other very well, (coughs) then there's a good chance you can fuck it all up and you'll never have the opportunity again because yeah. you won't want to be near one another. And I mean, again, you you know, you mentioned with an experienced sadist, with an experienced top, you know, yeah, they they can go on. But even so, you know, there's going to be a lot of commun- – there should be a lot of communication back and forth so that that top understands what that masochist <coughs> actual level right. is. And I think that, you know – I want to I wanna be kind and supportive to younger kinksters. Please mm-hmm. be of legal fucking age if you're right. listening to the sound of my voice and if you're here and doing these things. So I don't want to like, uh, kind of like, I can't think of words, but sort of uh, minimize a young younger person's desires, right? But because anybody can be new. You could be brand new to this at 60. Mm-hmm. It happens. But if... If you are this young and inexperienced on some level, whether it is sexual and or kink, I want you to be very fucking clear with one another about what it is you're thinking that you might want to do. And then reverse engineer that shit and go, what is the smallest thing. And the thing is, is you're not going to know that on your own. You're going to have to go ask questions, learn about things, read something, watch something, listen to something, ask people something, something. Um, because it's real easy to go, oh, I saw this in porn. I read this sexy story. I went to the club and I saw these people who have been together for 40 years who know one another like the back of their fucking hand do this thing. And I would like to do that too. And that is almost never uh, an option. Lola. And for those who can't see the the fun, Lola is staring down Onyx and we're trying to avert World War, I don't know, 55. Um, I'm not going to be a person that says a a young, extremely inexperienced person cannot do this thing. I like, but man, I'm going to need you to be cautious. And I know that how hard that is when you're really young and you're really fucking Mm -hmm. horny and you're really fucking excited about the thing you're about to do. I, you know, young and being young and being cautious do not automatically go hand in hand. It is uh, typical, stereotypical, I would say, to be very impulsive. 
uh, please fucking talk to one another. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing I could say. I kind of wish, I think I, the person le- left some snarky comments, but I could not yeah. see them because I think I, they were I mean, the, the thing I kind of questioned a little bit, too, is is the other person in this who, you know, is the so-called heavy masochist, you know, and they're knowing that this other person is inexperienced mm-hmm. to say, you know, go at me with everything you got. That's a little... You know that that's a little uh, sus, as they would say. Yeah, a, as well. But I think that you that's know, where either ex, inexperience or age shows because mm-hmm. it's real easy and real common to get real excited and go, "That's the thing I want," and to not have a fucking clue as yeah. to how much time and/or experience it took to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people. Uh, or have to follow the chart of fuck around and find out. The more you fuck around, the more you find out. But yeah. I would prefer that we not all have to learn our lessons the hard way. I know. And, <laughs> Can we and not that, do it and through injury or trauma, please? And that's that what I think about the you know the the potential for for hurt on both sides. Right. Like know. in the question that the person asked, that person's virginity is irrelevant to me. Right. Partly because BDSM is not inherently and automatically and always sexual. Right. But also lack of experience is lack of experience. Well, I mean, if that person wants you to be a sadist to them or to top them because they're a masochist, it wouldn't matter how much sexual experience you have if you don't have any of the experience of what it means to top somebody in a situation like that. You are just as air quote this virginal as if you've been dicking down everybody you've ever seen. Like well, that, it, if you've never topped somebody and been and given a masochist what they're asking for, you are just as inexperienced as somebody who's never, you know had sex with somebody is it's it's a different kind of inexperience but it is inexperience like i i i'm a little bit like what did i guess maybe the uh, because part of me is like what did the virginal part matter but then if they're thinking of bdsm only in terms of sex Mm -hmm. then they would think well shit i barely know where the fuck to to put slot a and tab b together how the hell do i know how to do the rest I, i almost took it in in hearing you read the question i almost took it as i and i kind of wondered do they mean they're a virgin to, you know, at that age? I don't think so. I did not take it that way. Not at that age, because to be a virgin for some people at younger ages is like a, it's it feels like a bigger deal than I think we eventually come to mm-hmm. kind of terms with it for ourselves of whether it's a big deal or not. And I feel like if if this person who is asking you to like bring the pain can know that you've never had. Uh, sexual intercourse and however you're going to define that um most likely they mean penis and vagina because most of us know that everything else is still sex but whatever uh if you could tell them that you should also be able to go yeah i what does what do you want me to do like i don't even what are we doing i Mm -hmm. the internet's not really helping me they're telling me just to go slow because we can't help a person know what to do because it's their partner that has to go here's what i mean here's the kind of pain i want to feel here's the kind of sensation i want to experience here's the thing i'd really like you to do to me blah 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 all that so yeah i mean the answer is talk to one another but also i think that lack of you know the lack of sexual experience does not is 
almost irrelevant because lack of kink experience. Yeah. You could be you could be having all the sex in the world, but if you've never gotten kinky, you mm-hmm. might as well consider yourself a virgin. I mean, I, I think both by them, those standards, both of them need to slow slow the roll. Oh yeah. You know, I I mean, again, like I say, for for someone you know to come to an inexperienced person and say, bring it, bring it all, right? Give me what you got. You know that that in and of itself is irresponsible, and, and that's how people end up in the ER yeah. or in therapy. Right. <laughs> Quite frankly. Right. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next one. Mm. Uh, it took me a minute to realize what KO, and that's supposed to be choking, by the way. Mm. Uh, knockout choking to the point of uh, passing out. That is what we're talking about. Uh, me, 24 female, and my friends with benefits, 29 male, are really in, are into really rough sex. Our sex usually involves a lot of pain and a lot of choking. But the choking goes so far that I went KO, they knocked out, mm-hmm. a couple of times during some sessions. I know that this kind of choking is practiced by more people here. They mean the uh, subreddit. But I was wondering how dangerous this is for me because after the sex, I also have these small bruises underneath my eyes and recently figured out that it's because of the choking and a major headache. Mm. Can you guys please let me know if this is a normal thing and what we maybe could do different so it's more safe? Uh, thanks a lot. There's an edit that says they read the comments. I'm not gonna read that part. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, and somebody in the comments said this of, no, not everybody just because they're into BDSM does choking. Right? What the hell? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's not a requirement. It's, it, it, it's a, there's a weird main, air quote this word, mainstreaming of the idea of choking as that's what rough sex is or that's what mm-hmm. everybody who's kinky does. And it comes from, porn it comes from just bad uh, kink sex representation in any mainstream media um it's a little scary with the frequency of people who are like well yeah i just choked my partner out because that's what i saw in porn or whatever like it's a, it's but to be consistently on some level being choked until you lose consciousness you are playing with your fucking life. Yeah. You are absolutely walking a fine line between will I come back from this sexual experience alive or dead? And that it's like it's a choking is a because it's breath play is a form of edge play yeah. that the vast majority of us will say, first of all, there's no safe way to do it. Like there are risk aware ways, but there's always a risk. Mm-hmm. Also, there are many edge players who either won't touch it with a 10 foot fucking pole or who have taken years to work up to whatever their top limit is. And even then they're only doing it sometimes with the most trusted partner and still understanding risk of life and limb. And this person's doing on a semi-regular basis to the point of headaches and bruising. What is wrong with people? Yeah. You know, that, I'm not judging. I'm not trying to shame. Yeah, I am I mean, co- well, legit concerned. Well, though. definitely concerned. I mean, there, there's one thing, you know, engaging in edge play, but then there's another thing taking it a little too close to the and edge. And then to not even consider that this is edge play. Like, we're into really rough sex. We're into really kinky sex. Okay, fine. And there yeah. are ways to play with breath play where you can certainly get a sensation. I have seen, I'm not a medical person, and we don't, because of my panics and anxiety stuff, we don't even get to play with breath play right. anymore. Um, and I've seen charts where people kind of show, okay, here's kind of where you're, th- if you're the choke or instead of the turkey, where mm-hmm. your hand should be and thumb. And even that, I know it can't be completely precise because everybody's body 
is sli- like just mm-hmm. even by a millimeter slightly different. But even with that, there's just still so much risk associated with choking out a person into the point. I mean, especially to the point of passing out. Right. I will let anybody with medical expertise comment in live chat or on show notes or wherever you could comment with like the medical side of don't fucking do that mm-hmm. or here are the dangers. Right. Like I'm not like I'm not I don't I don't want to be a person who's like, you shouldn't do that. Like, yeah. But if you are gonna do that, please understand the risk. And and please maybe like don't do it to the point of like headache and bruising and like actual clear damage that is occurring. Like I don't know what all that damage would add up to over time. Right. But I certainly don't wanna fucking find out uh mm-hmm. by accident either. Like, oh my god. Let me know if this is a normal thing. It is not normal and why? Why is choking air quote normal? anymore when we talk about rough sex i know why it's because it's frequent enough in porn i keep reading these stories of young typically cishet guys who that's like the thing they just do to a partner like they Mm -hmm. they it it could be a one night stand it could be a first time it could be it could be whatever one night stand how old am i a fucking hookup whatever and it's like the thing they go for they just start choking somebody out and it's okay if you are excited by that and turned on by that and would like to explore that that that's fine like mm-hmm. because it, ch- the there's the vulnerability there's the danger there's the power and control like there's a lot of elements of that experience that if it is consensual could be exciting as somebody who used to try to play with breath play I get, I get it. Like we had to stop because I kept having panic attacks. That's right. no fun. That's no, no fun. Okay. Not at all. So I like, I get the allure and I get what might be the turn on, but I can also get where when somebody does it out of nowhere, because something about porn has made them think that, oh, this must just be what people want. Uh, if there's never n- been a better reason for actual qualitative good sex ed, this would be it. Mm-hmm. Because then if the person doesn't want that, didn't expect it, and or might like the elements that go into choking, but don't want to be choked, certainly non-consensually. Now you've got a traumatized person on your hands who has been actually assaulted, physically violently assaulted because they got choked out during sex without being asked ahead of time, hey, you even want to play. And that's before we get into the actual dangers of wrapping your hand around somebody's throat. I I mean, I I cannot think of the name of it. And if anybody out in, in the live chat knows, um, I, I know for a while you were hearing in the news, um, you know, there, there has, was, has been a thing where people practice um, asphyxiation in conjunction with orgasm that it increases the orgasm. Yeah. And people have died. Yes. From that. Um, Absolutely. Even, even some, some famous people, uh, David Carradine, was it? Wouldn't Keith know. Carradine, one of the Carradines, um, actually died from that, and it it people have died, you know. So it, it's a very concerning thing what what these people are doing. Um, you know, the bruising. I I'm no medical expert, but you know, cutting off blood flow to the head. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you know, the brain needs blood and oxygen. Right. I mean, it, it just right. kind of does. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. 
Silent Wings says it was David Carradine. David Carradine and autoerotic asphyxiation yeah. is what, what and, I was thinking. Yeah. And Thank here's you, the thing. Mr. Spock. Not every time you see BDSM in the headlines for a bad reason, but a lot of the time when somebody's like, they died while we were getting kinky, but hey, it was consensual. I mean, I would say easily 50% of the time, go check out the details. They were probably choked out. They were probably doing autoerotic asphyxiation. I can't even say the fucking words. Mm-hmm. There was choking involved. There was breath play involved, and yeah. it went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. It is not always that, but that is a very common reason that I tend to see BDSM in the headlines for a negative thing because yeah. somebody died, and now the partner is like mm-hmm. trying to show all the ways that they had consent. And yes, consent is number one; it is top priority. But that is why it's risk aware. Nothing is ever completely safe. Right? Anything can hurt us on a physical, emotional, psychological level. But also, when you want to play with somebody's like breath you are taking that risk to an nth degree Mm -hmm. and you know while i might not do it and you and i might not do it for reasons that actually aren't about uh, my physical health but certainly my mental health you know even then when we did it was like we were very light light players we were the the threat of it the feeling that it could happen and i and yes there are people who study all the risks and try to make themselves mm-hmm. aware as possible and play with it anyway. And that is absolutely your right. But you are taking a risk of life and limb and also uh, fucking liberty because you might get locked up for murder because the risk is death. Yeah. So yeah, for people who are like, we're just into really rough sex to then show up on the BDSM side. I think Silo Wing said it too. It was like, yeah, great. Come to BDSM and say, we all do it. No, the fuck we don't. No, no the fuck we don't. No. I did I mean, not know these were going to make me ranty. Pshaw. I know. <sighs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. I mean, even if you, you know, anything like that, whether it, it's, it's you know, choking, whether it, it's rope, whether it's, it's spanking, flogging, you know, any of it, there is such a risk in it. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you assess your personal risks. And yet, as somebody pointed out in the the live stream chat, and this is, this has always been true, it will always be true. You can't mm-hmm. consent to, to death. So you, no. you're consenting to what you think is the safest possible way to this way to engage. And there you're still taking on the risk. You're still taking on a huge risk. You know, it's why we when we did do breath play, we never went beyond a certain point because that was that was a risk too far for us. There are people who are willing to go farther for all kinds of reasons. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I might be like that is not for me. And I might be like, hey, you know, you could die for that from that. But people get to do what they're going to do. But Jesus Christ, learn about it. Mitigate the risk to the best of your ability. (coughs) And if you are literally causing damage, maybe stop. Maybe just don't do that, like, on a whim, on a random Wednesday. We're not even really talking about it. Just, hey, we're getting Excuse together me. to, you know, fuck each other's brains out. And we want to make it kinky. And, hey, oh, but oops, I passed out again. Like, mm-hmm. the first time you passed out, you should have been like, hey, wait. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Maybe, I, maybe there's some more information I need here. Yeah. But multiple times and then seeing consistent uh, consistently the same types of injuries every time oh my god what are we doing what are we doing okay this next one the actual text of what the person posted got deleted so all i could see is the headline which Ah. 
It is a common question we get a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think the person's message was either inflammatory or snarky or just some bullshit or maybe some red flags. Can't see it, don't know. So we're gonna not talk about that and just answer the question. Couples with kids in a 24 seven MS or DS relationship, do you let your kids know? Okay, I'm gonna start off saying this be a little snarky and this is not to equate 24 seven DS or our relationship to sex because they are separate things. But mm -hmm. I mean, do you let your kids know every time you fuck? Like what kind of, I, I understand the question because we get it a lot and it usually comes from well-meaning people. And maybe I'm a little salty because apparently this person was an asshole in their actual question. And I just want to like, you know, flick them in the head or something. I don't know. But there is a part of me that's like, but do you tell your children every physical, emotional, relationship, intimacy you have with a partner? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But as this always goes back to one, no, we have not told our kids about the uh, inner workings of our dynamic and mm -hmm. what kind of dynamic we're in. No. But two, uh, even though we absolutely practice a very subtle power exchange, it's out in the open, but it is not obvious. Um, this question tends to come from people who think that DS and power exchange is all kneeling and nakedness and collars and yes masters and yes sirs in front of everybody, God and everybody. And some people can do that. Those people usually don't have children at home anymore, mm -hmm. by the way, or never did. Um, but those of us with kids know that's not what our power exchange looks like unless we want to have those uncomfortable conversations with our children. Um, but kids will also figure out something's fucking up eventually. Yeah. Like we don't do anything blatant in front of them. Um, it is, we, we are very low key under the radar right. stuff. We do only has meaning to us and it looks really innocuous from the outside in. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that kids are really, really observant and they will notice stuff and they may ask questions. My personal philosophy and my recommendation for anybody who wants my opinion, cause they don't know what to do. Don't lie to your kids, but that doesn't mean you got to tell them everything. A right. stock answer we used when they were younger, especially since you and I getting together and moving in together changed their life too, mm -hmm. okay? Because um, if you don't know, the boys are not JB's biologically, he is their step parent. And he, we all moved in together when the oldest was almost nine? Eight or nine, yeah. Almost nine, he wasn't quite nine. And the youngest was about almost four, because there's a four year difference. So mm -hmm. they were relatively young, but not like infants. And so they would have noticed changes in their life. And when they noticed something, like I think one time they asked, mom, why do you always do that for Mr. John? And it was something that for us is part of our dynamic. The answer was, I do it because I, I wanna do it for him and because I love him. That is why I do things for Mr. John, because that is a true answer. And yeah. it does not require anybody to go into, let's let's talk to these small children who should don't need to know this stuff yet about power exchange. Um, but also we happen to have a career where we talk about this and there is, a, there's a whole wall, but there's a window between us mm -hmm. and the kitchen. And I know these children linger over getting their water or getting their lunch when we're doing this. Even though we try to do most of this when they're off doing something else or not at home. So they will have heard things. If they ever decide to ask questions because of the nature of our relationship and how we have raised them, to never lie to them, 
but to always answer in an age appropriate way that respects mm-hmm. our boundaries. If they ask, as they get older, we'll have that age appropriate conversation with them. Right. But it is always weird to me. I, I understand it when parents ask. I do understand when parents ask because they're like, oh my God, I only think of power exchange in these, right now, these very specific ways. Mm -hmm. And I can't see how that works with kids around. And then the moment we kind of go, hey, think about it in a more subtle way and things you can do for one another or ways you can do things where there are obvious, it's light bulbs for, for parents who are trying to figure this out. But some people are just like incredulous. And I'm just like, do you, I mean, do you go knock on your kid's door and go, hey, by the way, I just fucked your mom? No. Like, I mean. Yeah, no. I, no, I don't tell them the ins and Mm-mm. outs of it because it's not appropriate for them. But also there are a million and one ways to do power exchange that don't seem obvious to anybody, even other kinksters. I'm, how many uh, kinksters look at us and love to snark that, uh. I certainly don't seem submissive. That is gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always gonna come back to that. I, I know. know. I, I bitch about it a lot. Anyway, I have sucked up all the oxygen because apparently I'm feeling ranty. What say mm-hmm. you? Well, I I think one of the the things um, Silent Wing brought up that the original uh, post um, apparently one person in the uh, relationship felt that the kids should know because it would be a good role model for them. No. Yeah, right. No. Um, That is not being a good role model. That is actually being the opposite. Um, You know, I I agree, and I'm probably going to say it in in fewer words, but, you know, they don't need to know this. (coughs) They don't need to know, you know, the ins and outs of of the, the relationship. Um. You know, it's uh, it, it's funny because we were we were having a talk with with the oldest one day, and you know he he looked at me because of the nature of the the conversation, and he goes, "I know mom could say something, but you have the final veto." And <laughs> look, they're not stupid; they are right. paying attention. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know. In, in our relationship, it is part of the, our, our power exchange. But, you know, one, one of the biggest things with any kids, and, and they've tried it, you know, is to divide and conquer mm-hmm. with the parents. Mm-hmm. And, and because of the way we communicate. Right. Which that, it's, we communicate that way because we're in a power exchange, but we don't have to. It, like, it's communication that everybody should have, not just right. power exchange folks. Right. You know, so... You know, yeah, they they kind of see something, but I mean, in in that context, it 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 just you know we have a relationship that we communicate, and right. we are not going to let them you know sneak in between and and right. you know do that, you know. So, and the whole idea of role model situation, I I really wish I could have read the original uh, yeah. post because I I have a sneaking suspicion that that was a very heteronormative role model situation. Maybe, I mean, may, maybe the, you know, there was one partner who was, you know, feminine presenting or assigned female at birth who was in the domination role. Maybe that's a good role model to see a strong, you know, woman for you know, whatever. Like I, but also that's an insult to then submissives mm-hmm. on the on that side of the slash. Like, or the implication being that as a submissive, I cannot be strong and show my children 
strength and independence. Like that doesn't make sense. Not to me anyway, because uh, I don't think that way. Um, but that is a because the the question that often comes up in good faith is also for those of us who um, are, you know, female subs or feminine presenting at least um, about, um, you know, f- feminism and teaching our children about feminism. Well, there's a lot to feminism and there's a lot of intersectionality between all kinds of identities and marginalities and situations. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the crux of feminism for me has always been choice, right? Like I'm not doing, I'm not submitting because it's the role I'm supposed to have. So I wouldn't want my children to, to take that message away. I don't submit because that's what women do. Like that's bullshit. I don't submit because I'm somehow weak, you know? And Mm -hmm. so in trying to raise kids who are, whether they, use the term for themselves or not, or essentially are feminist. Yeah. I have to walk a fine line between getting, helping them understand that I do these things out of love um, for my partner. And I, I am the way I am in a relationship because it's right for me and mm-hmm. our situation while also helping them understand and teaching them uh, actively and purposely teaching them that this is not the standard that they should think that relationships you know, are supposed to, to how they're supposed to operate and that um, they don't have to do it. And I would prefer them and they should never assume that, you know, based on a person's gender or identity or, you know, the way they see that person before, especially before they even get to know them, that they're going mm-hmm. to assume that that's what they, that's the role decided for them based on, you know, different factors of identity. Um, and that is actually the, the line that I feel that it's important to walk as a parent who is also submissive. Like, I don't want them to see me as a role model because I serve my partner. Um, I want them to see me as a role model because I have, you know, um, I try to be kind. I try to be empathetic. Mm-hmm. I, I tr- you know, I've got good communication skills. I'm, I don't, I try not to make assumptions. I talk things through. Like if I'm their role model, it's not because I'm submissive. It's because of all the other parts of who I am. Um, and when they, you know, co- they've never made like sort of sexist comments about, of course, mom's going to do that because she's a woman. Partly because I think they do still have less so for the youngest, a little bit more for the oldest memories of single mom me and also the first few little bit of their life even when I was married mom was large and in charge mom was you know taking care of shit mom was the one Mm -hmm. like they've you know like that's not their perception of me and then the conversations we have about how you treat people regardless of gender is not to make assumptions and you know and so they've taken in those messages but you know, that if I'm going to be their role, role model or if JB is going to be their role model is not because of our power exchange right. dynamic. That no. That is not what I would Mm-mm. want them to take from it because I don't want them to assume every relationship they're going to walk into with any person of any gender is going yeah. to be like ours because, of course, I mean, it's not. I mean, part of being a, a good role model is, um, you know, having an open line of communication with your kids. So that if they do want to ask you something, they feel comfortable enough talking to you. Um, I knew someone years ago who was in the lifestyle for many, many years. And they had a family, two kids, and um, they helped negotiate their 
one of their their child's first scenes mm-hmm. in the club. That's now, a level of intimacy I don't know that I'd want with yeah. my children. Now, now this you know child, I say, was 21 when they came to mother and told them that they were into the BDSM community. Um, now, whether they knew prior to that about mom, I don't know. Um, but, you know, they did help negotiate their first scene. But that is a legal adult. Right. But he, I'm saying legal adult, my kids come to me, I'm, and they and the oldest understands this, the youngest does not want to have this conversation. Every kid's different, but there's also, and there are plenty of kids out there who are like, sure, you know, sex or kink or whatever they're finding out from their friends, dumbass little friends, uh, or whatever their internet connection or whatever, that's titillating and maybe exciting and maybe, oh my gosh, and very few children really want to have that conversation with their parents. Right. Um, I have, I have forced some of those educational co- and age appropriate conversations to occur because don't say something stupid about sex in front of me. I'll refute it and you will learn the thing, <laughs> the real, the real yeah. thing. And you'll be, you'll really wish that you had not said that dumbass mm-hmm. thing in front of me. And I worried at first that I was pushing them away, but then what I realized is they are Otis from sex education. They are educating <laughs> their friends. Uh, the rule is uh, do not do anything that gets that principal's office or a parent calling me. Okay? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So and so when it comes to like our relationship life, we have the type of kids who rather not think about it too hard thanks mm-hmm. um but the oldest is at a point where he i think is grateful for the knowledge that we have shared with him and that he can come ask a question if he's got it now um we have told him because he's he's very good with things like video production and audio production and stuff like that it's like a uh, a hobby passion kind of thing of his um and he has for a couple of years now been like, I'll do that for you. I'm like, you cannot. This topic is off limits for you until you're a legal adult. And now as he gets closer to age 18, he's much more interested in, would you hire me part time to do some of this stuff? I'm like, well, when you're 18, we could have that conversation, but you need to understand what you would be hearing. And you might not be ready for that. Right. Uh, <laughs> But for me, if he came to me at 18 and went, hey, I think I'm kinky and I'd like to know more about it and how can you help me? My comfort level will be here. Let me let me share with you all the resources. Let me share with right. you some podcast videos, like whatever. How What's your mm-hmm. learning style? OK, let me point you in the direction of a munch that I think would be safe for you. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to be the parent who helps negotiate a first scene. Like that's yeah. that's beyond my comfort level. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I know that kid, he wouldn't want me to do that either. It would yeah. not be his thing. No. So. <laughs> uh, okay, so next one. Uh, this one's uh, a thought exercise. Um, okay. So it's, I, don't, I don't think it's ranty. I think it's just interesting. And I think the answer is kind of obvious, but we'll see what happens. The right term for voyeuristic sadism. 
Hey y'all, I'm a sub who doesn't like causing someone pain by my own hands. I feel so bad when I hit someone and they're in pain. But when someone else is doing it to the person, it's like the little devil inside of me comes out and I'm practically cheerleading and giggling like a maniac. I know some of you fuckers out here are like this because I see what happens <laughs> when I get hit with shit. Uh, I think I actually would love to be a sadist's assistant who fetches the toys and cheers the sadist on to cause more pain and would dig holes for the other person. Some of y'all are like that. Someone gave me the unofficial term voyeuristic sadist, but I'm wondering if there's a real term. Perhaps I'm just an emotionally sadistic brat. <laughs> so I want JB to climb into this one a little bit because he's definitely the sadist and he's a voyeur. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm going to give the really boring answer of there. If it's whatever combination of words feel right to you. So if mm. voyeuristic sadist works for you, I think I think that's fine. Yeah. Emotionally sadistic brat, I think that's fine too. Mm -hmm. I think that um, labels uh, get can be hard to manage because there's so much nuance and pardon the mm. fucking term, so many shades of gray. <laughs> yeah. um, I know a lot of y'all are like this because I can see the comments and the live chat when I am being... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say abused, but, uh, introduced to a tongue in cheek abused yeah. for the sake of, uh, trying to sell shit or for y'all's amusement and pleasure. Um, tongue in cheek, that word is very consensual, but, uh, cause you are, I don't, um, every once in a while I have that, but I'm, I'm so not a voyeur. Like I'm mm -hmm. like, it's a repulsion for me to watch. Like it's very uncomfortable for me to see anything that the idea of somebody else, like getting some level of pain, emotional or physical, I can be a little bit cheerful about that, but I don't want to witness it. Like the idea of it, or if I accidentally mm -hmm. get somebody in trouble and oops, like I, I, that to me, I would say is a sassy bratty thing in the nicest possible yeah. terms. Um, um, but what do you think? I um, I will happily go to a club or a party and watch somebody get their ass beat. And enjoy the fuck out and of it. And enjoy I know the you. hell out of it, yeah. Um, I, 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 as much as I love dishing it out, I love watching it being dished out. Do you like egging it on so it gets dished out by somebody else to somebody else? Um, if I'm in the right company with, sure, sure. I mean, yeah, I context is everything. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, a lot of times, you, you know, you you don't want to, um, you know, you you never ever want to interrupt a scene. No. But you know, in my mind, mm -hmm. you know, to myself, I'm like, oh yeah. Go, go for it. Do it. Yeah, let on. Because <laughs> you're a sadist and a voyeur all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I, I can kind of relate to this person. I don't, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to try and be careful when I say this because this will come back to haunt me later. I know this. I don't mind to a certain extent sometimes being on the receiving end of that. It's, hmm. it's a little bit fun until it's not uh when others are egging you on and i know i'm gonna yeah. be on the receiving end mm -hmm. of it okay mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. um just real quick and you're both in the x yes she did and it's oh wait um, not everybody can see live chat okay what did x say? um asking if you admitted to being bratty 
And yes, it was caught on video and is will be immortalized in the podcast as well. <laughs> Let me reiterate, we get to define these things for ourselves in our own way. And I I do prefer the term sassy because Brassy. the way my brain uh defines bratty there's a willfulness to it that i do not subscribe to i'm not i'm never willfully so it just it just falls out like this i just it's <laughs> i don't even always know what's going to come out of this mouth until it's happened and now, i can't suck the words back in okay now anyway back to the topic yes um you know can you put terms to it to 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 you know label it why just, I mean, just I be think, what you be and enjoy what you enjoy. And I think you could call. See, here's the thing. I think you could call yourself a sadist in that context. It means you kind of have to, if you wanted to, if you if the the term doesn't feel good for you. Please, oh, Onyx is on the table in front of us. There might be that. There, that is. That's un, what Onyx looks like if you're watching the yeah, video. That is uh, rather unusual. She. <sighs> um. But I think it's a. It's a type of sadism. It's not the one you don't want to be the one physically doing the thing, but mm -hmm. you are happy to assist. You're happy to participate. You're happy to, um, you know, be part of it on some level. And you have limits to that. And you have maybe stronger limits than other people who consider themselves a sadist might have. What did Onyx just do to this? I think she stepped on the keyboard. There we go. Everything's um, fine. So... You know, I think it's it's like anything else. It, but if if the term just sadist doesn't feel right, then definitely please don't use mm -hmm. it. See, this would be a moment where with a normal cat, you would scoop her up. You would cuddle her for a minute. She'd be your little baby in your arms, not Onyx. No. I wish she'd start purring so podcast listeners could hear her. Right. But. Yeah, this is um, very unusual for her. She has never gotten up on this table when we no. recorded in all the years. No. Um, this is a first. This is a first. Yeah. So if any of you folks in uh, podcast land want to catch a, and I'll try to put a timestamp in if I can. It's hard um, sometimes go back and do these timestamps, but if I can, right that way anybody who wants to see Onyx the black cat with right. these semi orange eyes. Yeah. Now I I will have to say you know in regards to this this this. I hope this butt rub that I'm giving Onyx doesn't get us demonetized. I know, right? She is the epitome of head down, ass up. Oh yeah. Um, I I do have to say That's the mic, Onyx. I I like the thought of a, a a sadist assistant. I'm sure you do. You know, you have countless uh, assistants on these live streams. <laughs> I I mean the the thought of someone there to you know kind of be the the cheerleader and and you know keep you going and and to handle you know the the trend what do you call it you know the changing of of implements and such you know, <coughs> i i like that idea that that's a cool idea i mean i could be down for that the sa whatever the sadist assistant whatever keeps the scene flowing smoothly and, and, and since I'm an exhibitionist, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, pull yeah. up, watch. And and, and Silent asked if Lola was watching. No, Lola is actually outside at the moment. That's probably um, the only reason that, that that's just probably happened. Probably the only reason that just happened. Yes. Okay. Any other thoughts you have for voyeuristic? Sadism? Nope. I, I think that's that's it. Okay. Here's here's the last one. Okay. I'll say this. I don't. 
I can't, I can never guarantee a ramp, but when I read this, mm -hmm. my ears got a little hot. So maybe your ears will get a little uh -oh. hot. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, is wanting to beat someone when stressed a red flag? Hey y'all, I need some second opinions here as I'm new to the in real life kink scene and trying to navigate everything is kind of overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I've been to two kink events so far, literally as of last Thursday, this was posted the day that we're recording, a munch and a whole day event with workshops and a market. I've met a few people who I like so far and I'm worried about a couple of things. For, oh, excuse me, first thing happened on Monday night when I invited a fellow kinkster back to my place. No red flags before we got to the bedroom, which is when he went straight into being quite rough with me without warning. We talked a bit about what we liked, but I think it was a no brainer that you don't go straight into rough stuff right away, right? Also, he's significantly larger than me, so I felt genuinely scared. We talked and he apologized profusely, but I don't plan on sleeping with him again. I think I was the doofus here for inviting him back in the first place when I didn't know him well. But anyway, now I've learned and won't do that again. Second thing, I've been talking to this Dom guy for over a month on FetLife with whom I now have mutual friends who say he's nice. We met briefly on Sunday and so far he seems really sweet. However, he just sent me a voice note talking about how stressed he is about money right now, then said he was wanting to do some impact play and quote, beat someone, but there's nobody about right now who can take a beating that I can give. Maybe I'm being paranoid or overly vigilant, but is it a red flag to want to do impact play when stressed? I find, I guess I find BDSM pretty helpful when I'm stressed too, so maybe this is understandable. What do you think? This is the first time I've been worried about anything he said, so I'm hopeful that it's okay, because so far the guys I've met on the in real life scene have been giving me a few reasons to side eye. It's making me worry that the kind of BDSM experiences I want to have just don't exist, or maybe the scene really is overrun by bad doms and creepy dudes. Please help. Here's... <laughs> so I am not going to shame people for the things they think or the things they want, because what you want and what you get and what you go after are different things. It is... I think it is okay to kind of in your in your head where it's just you and the friends you've made in there mm -hmm. to think, oh my God, I would love to like hit something, swing something, do something to relieve this stress, right? Um, I think it's okay in an established relationship where there's rapport and there's trust to talk about it because talking about it don't mean you get it. I think that with a lot of context of understanding each other and knowing one another and having like built a relationship where you can be vulnerable like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay. I'm, I'm on the side of a person I haven't hardly met. We haven't done anything. We're still building to say to them unprompted. I am so stressed. I'd like to beat somebody, uh, to the who could take this level of beating for me mm -hmm. unprompted you might not mean it as a red flag you might like if you could have the full ass conversation where you gave all the context maybe you could come across as just mm -hmm. a person venting but i feel like the red flag is to send it to somebody unprompted when that's not from what it seems based on what's been written here, that's not yet your dynamic and you haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah, there, you know, yes, I, I agree with that completely. Um, you know, Princess Rara said, you know, there there's a whole lot of nuance. Yeah. In this. And, yeah. and there is. 
Um, you know, you and I have a relationship. We have been together long enough. We know each other. Um, there have been times you have come to me and said, I am really stressed. I, I need to, to let go of some of this. Sure. I need I need you to open up a can of whoop on me. Right. <laughs> you know, um, there have been times you have come to me and said, you know, you're looking pretty stressed and I know a lot going on. You can take things out on me. Mm-hmm. You have yet to take me up on that offer. I did once. You st- is that the one time you stopped yourself, though? Yes. Yeah. So you really haven't taken me up on that <laughs> So, you know, um, it, it, there, there is a lot of nuance to this. You know, um, I, I think being stressed is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, Jesus to, Christ, if we never played because one of us was stressed, we would never play again right. ever in our lives. I, I, I think the, the, the difference you want to differentiate, you know, there, there's always, yeah, you're right. There's always going to be stressors in life. You know, that's, that's kind of a given whether, you know, it, it's money, it's work, it, it's family, it's this, there, there's always something that, that can potentially stress a person out. Um, I, I think the difference you want to really make is where does stress go into anger? I, right. I think anger is where there's definitely some, you know. That's a that's a huge safety risk. Right. To play with somebody you know, when they're angry. Yeah. And, um, or to allow yourself to play when you're angry. Yeah. Um, you know, when the thing and, – and we've talked about this before shortly after – my sister died there was a lot of of stress um there was some pent-up anger mm-hmm. um you know and at that time you said you know let's go to the club let let's play and you know you might feel better um you know at that point when we were playing i i kind of recognize that pent-up anger mm-hmm. and and that's when i said this need i i have to stop and that's where the knowing one another and having built that trust and rapport mm-hmm. and knowing yourself if you were the one who's like i am very stressed and would love to hit something or somebody right now mm-hmm. i don't think there's anything wrong with having that feeling um i think it's a matter of knowing yourself and the person who's your bottom in that situation yeah. knowing and trusting you enough to know if they feel safe with this because Sometimes you do the thing that relieves stress and it does exactly what you intend. You start to feel better. You start to maybe focus on the scene and you're not thinking about the stress or, you know, whatever it is that helps with the stress relief for you. And that's the path you Mm -hmm. get to go down. And then it's working Mm -hmm. as intended. And this is great. And also sometimes you're the stress or the feelings or whatever aren't being dealt with through this means they're actually being amplified and that's where a person who doesn't know themselves well enough or doesn't mm-hmm. have good enough self-control and or a partner who doesn't have enough experience knowing what's normal for this partner or is not confident enough, experienced enough or or at a point to to quickly and easily go safe word, whatever, whatever, like whatever your safety mm-hmm. mitigation, your risk mitigation is. Right. And that's where things could go too far. So I don't think saying it is a red flag. I think. Right. I also think that one person's red flag is another person's, let's talk about this because there's probably mm-hmm. another way you could have said that. I mean, and so this person's had some 
had a not great experience is on edge Mm -hmm. that is that bothered them to hear it i think it's perfectly fine for them to go that is a red flag to me i don't Mm want to be told that at this like that makes me uncomfortable that that is a that's a a little triggering to me right now. that's a step too far for me i don't think the fact that the person just said it is the makes it an automatic red flag because Mm -hmm. context is everything right i do think that Especially if you are in a position of power or control or you're the top and you have are you're working your way towards potentially having the ability to inflict pain on another human being or to control and have power over another human being. I do think it's worth being careful when and how you mention shit. That doesn't mean you can't be vulnerable. Please, God, we need more tops and noms to be vulnerable. But it's timing is everything. And Mm -hmm. if you know, sometimes you say a thing because you think you're venting and it comes across to the other person who you ha- you don't have a strong enough relationship with yet as something sinister that is not intended to be sinister. Mm-hmm. I think that the person asking who's on the receiving end of this, I think they have every right to go, you know what, That that's too much for me, I'm not interested now. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm uncomfortable. They they get to have that moment right. and they get to do what they need to do. Sure, sure. Um, and the lesson for the other person is not to never have that inclination again, it's to know your audience, to know who you're, you know, p- pick better people to maybe say that to mm-hmm. or pick a better time. Um, yeah. You know, there are things that I'm sure if you had said them to me in the first three or four months, six months of us getting to know one another, I would have taken a whole hell of a lot differently than I take now after 10 years of experience and knowing you and having gone through shit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's why it's weird. It was early in our relationship that I said, hey, because I offered it even before the one time you took me up on it, I was like, hey, I'll be a stress relief for you. That was hot to me. I'm a Mm -hmm. masochist. I trusted you. I could only really offer that once I trusted you. And now we've been together so long, I'm kind of, uh, the offer is still always there, but I know you well enough to know that there's a better than good chance you're probably never gonna take me up on it. (laughs) Because, you know, whether it's you're worried about a repeat of last time or that's just not what you wanna do or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, I don't know. I, f- I feel bad for this person because two things from two different people back to back can make you do the, oh my God, is this community just awful? Like, am I, are they all, is everybody like this? Of course, everybody's not like it. But you could have a, a sort of a, uh, a, a t- span of time where it's like that, you can feel like you're just meeting the same person over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, quite frankly, the person who's got me the most uh, concerned is the first person who was like, we had a little conversation. I took them back to my place and they just went full tilt from moment one. Now, right. grateful that they apologized, grateful mm-hmm. that they backed off. That That's a good sign. Yeah, I'm also pretty impressed with this person to be like, yeah, I won't, I won't be doing anything with them again. Um, I, mm. I, I think that, that they're not the one for me. And I, that's good. Like to yeah. know yourself and to make those decisions, that's pretty fucking impressive. And, and to hold how to your many, boundaries. Yeah, that's a good, that's definitely a good thing. How many subs and bottoms here in this subreddit and just everywhere have we come across who have 
either done that or looked back and gone, oh, that's what I should have done, and then doubted themselves for forever. This mm -hmm. person's, you know, doing what they need to do to, to take care of themselves, and that's fucking impressive. Right. But the person who, you know, made me more concerned was the first person, mm -hmm. not the second person. Um, but I think we, I think the overall point is we get to decide for ourselves what is a red flag to us that might not be a red flag to somebody else, and that's okay too, you know. Mm -hmm. But... So do you have anything else you'd like to add to this one? No. Nope. Okay. So that is our um, final uh, Reddit post. Uh, all of these were found in the BDSM advice subreddit. Uh, Silent Wing is correct. Uh, she's in the live chat going, oh my God, the answer is almost always communicate. It, re it really mm -hmm. is. Like 99% of the posts. Uh, I'll, no, let me back up. I'll say from what I've been seeing, I'll say 80% of the posts are communicate and 19.9% .9 of the other posts are run the fuck away. That's a walking red flag. Yeah. <laughs> and then like there's that sliver percentage, you know, uh, part of a percentage point of people who are like, here's an interesting situation where the answer is not just communicate or run the fuck away. Um, so, so that's all we have for, uh, the Reddit stuff uh, this time. Um, and we will do a bonus section. Um, just a reminder, um, day of recording is February 8th. There is a week left for our Patreon membership drive for anybody who's interested. And also, um, we are um, uh, part of the Dom Sub Dynamics Virtual Summit, a free mm -hmm. summit. Uh, happening February 20th through the 24th. Uh, link in the places if that is something you uh, might want to learn more about and sign up for as well. And so now that my throat is completely drying out and I desperately need to cough, we can do a bonus section. Hold on. <coughs> okay. Okay. So. Are we good? I never know. Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all. I will see you next week. Yes. Can I talk to the crickets, please? Are you sure you should? You, you know, probably save your throat. Well, you're not using it. Can <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I please talk to the crickets? <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> I would like it on the record. As the record shows as of right now, I did wait for permission. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, I think I think we kept uh, the um, the the phlegm out of the episode as much as possible. Uh, so yay us. Um, <laughs> <coughs> my throat is really like it's a dry weird feeling cough it's not a congestion cough it's very weird i don't know how to describe it it's very annoying though um <laughs> so we talked earlier we'll say it again got the rona 
we're still sick, but we're better, but we're here. Ta-da. Uh, that's where we went. Um, forever grateful for the professional life we choose to lead because mm. we were able to, we've been able to take time off. Like I've been sneaking in work here and there as my energy levels allow, but not like the crazy level that I would usually do. Um, so I know I got something <laughs> for bonus section, but I've been sucking up all the oxygen for what this episode. Now? Stop. Do you have anything you'd like to share? Can we talk about what we did between yesterday and today? What did we did? The uh, thing that we ordered. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that. Okay. I mean, the, the YouTube live stream folks will care more than anybody else. I know. But I know. we're very happy about yes, it. Yes, we're, we're, we're very happy about it. And I think your dog wants in, so... She's already in. She's laying here at my. She's laying. I heard a noise out there. Is there another dog in our backyard? I hope not. Okay. She's laying here at my feet. Okay, never mind. What do I know? Anyway, feel free to talk about our new thing. Okay. Our thing that's coming. So we uh, went ahead and pulled the trigger, and we are getting the fiber internet uh, installed through the city. Like, yep. it's a utility kind mm-hmm. of situation, which is really fucking yep. cool. Um, it's very expensive. It, it's it's expensive, but it, it from what we understand, um, we currently have two um, internet. One for office business. One for business and one, one for, for the home. home. And neither can do, do the whole house. Right. Or all of our needs. Or all of our needs. And... Um, from from my understanding, this uh, should more than than do it. Uh, now, what I was impressed one of the things before we we jumped into this, um, I Kayla was the liaison for uh, between the between the company, um, and um, you know I had heard certain things, and I I asked her. I said, you know, find out. Um, if they just bring the fiber to the curb or if they bring it all the way to the house. Um, the reply was, we bring it right to the house. Um, we, we bring it up. We, we um, you know, come in wherever you, you can. That's, that's fairly accessible, obviously, um, and, and set the, the jack and, and all that. You just have to supply the, the equipment. Which we're okay with because I'm pretty sure we've got shitty ass equipment from our current from place. current provider. Yeah, um, not been happy with that. We constantly having to reboot um, <gasps> the equipment and and still not getting uh, what we're um, supposed to be. So then that sent me down a happy little rabbit hole in searching for routers because we then have to supply yep. our own equipment with this. Um, and I, I finally settled on something, actually sat down with Kayla this morning and was going over what we, what I had found. And, um, I, I love talking tech stuff and, and he's married to the wrong person. Yeah. She, I get actually agitated. She, yeah, she, she did. She got agitated very quickly and, uh, yeah, she was like, just, I, I trust you do what you have to do. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
looking forward. They there is a 35, 30 to forty five <laughs> day um, window for the install to happen. Yeah, and they have to run the basically the lines down our street before they because they haven't actually come down this road yet yeah so a lot of the work they'll do long before they ever get to where they're ready to bring it to the house and do anything with us Mm -hmm. um but they have moved like i've been in contact with the guy who's in charge of it for the city and um he every time i've emailed over the past literal three years uh, he's always been like, let me check on that before he'll give me an answer. And this time I was like, we are ready. If this is a thing that's still available, this right. is what we'd like. And within two or three emails and like an hour and a half, he was like, you know, here's what you need to know. Here's how to work. No money up front. It's a 30 month contract. We're yeah. just now coming out of a 36 month contract. With the other With the other folks. place. And considering mm-hmm. we, what we've endured for the past 36 months, I'm willing to take a chance. Because it's th- these are our only two options, um, and so uh, they executed the we executed the contract in less than twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. We're on their books. Like it's just been seamless and smooth and yep. like just really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, um, it, it it has been so far. So far, it has been a we good. We shall experience. see what it's really like. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. You know, I, I am looking forward to saying farewell to our our current provider. Um, we have not gotten the results that they promised us at no, all. No, no. Um, and you only get the runaround when you call. And the only time we get right. good service is when we call for our business internet. Um but then, of course, they can only do anything with our business internet. It can't help if the house internet is also right. a problem. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it, ugh. I, I mean, I know it could be worse. I just don't think oh, yeah. it'll be worse. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it'll be better. I don't think we'll ever get away from all of the issues. And then, you know, but at yeah. this point, the router is ours to upgrade whatever we want. If it starts right. to get wonky or it starts to, like, you know, we control that Mm -hmm. um you know according to all the research as while when it's up when it's running the way it should be this should be faster we actually think based on the uh uh, speeds available we'll be we'll be doing the whole house under this um so it's uh, i don't want to jinx us and go it can't be worse because it could always be worse but Please, God, <laughs> get us out from under the Internet hell we've been in. Right, right. Because um, all techni- technically we do have a couple other choices, air quote that, but not for our usage. Like they can't no. even cut. They they are for like the empty nesters who only have like a smart TV and a couple of phones. Like that kind of Internet we could get tomorrow and it'd be sure. a tenth and, the price. And, and, and but it's, it's it wouldn't great do anything. For, it, it's that, that other Internet is great and there are a few people on the street who have it. You know, all they do is email. Right. <laughs> you know, all they do is check email. If, if you're going to be streaming or, you know, yeah. watching YouTube or anything like that, it, it would not handle And we it. did an inventory. I don't even think we're, we would, I, we're kind of power users, but we're kind of not. We're power users because we stream all the time. Yeah. But, like, we don't have smart appliances and smart, uh, smart technology in the house. We're kind of basic. We're we got, starting. We've got TVs, we got phones, we got, you know, stuff like that. But we did an inventory of what we do have connected to the internet. I was like, 
Yeah, no, that little $20 a month intro price internet is not going to cut no, it. No, it's no. not going to cut it. So no, not not for the amount this of is uh, a little exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, and the router that I went with, it's uh, for those of you familiar with the name, it's Asus. Um, very happy with the choice. It's got everything that I have been wanting to do. Um, you know, one of the problems I've had with this, because it goes up and down so much, um, not been able to maintain a, a home network, so to speak, you know, so the computers can communicate with each other. Um, my, my main computer that I use um, every time the network, the, the internet goes down, it creates a new network connection. Um, how long have we been here? Three, almost, almost four years. Almost, almost four years. Almost four years. May only um, four years. If you look at my computer's network connection, I no, am up to years. network connection number 86. Jesus Christ. I think we need to create a little tech channel in the Discord server for you, and you and whoever wants to talk tech can geek the fuck out. Because it does, it brings your heart joy, and I want you to be happy. I just don't want to yeah. be a part of this part of your happiness. I, I, I would like to nope out of that. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? So, <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of it for that. So the, um, the um, you know, the... The fiber install has been put in place. Um, Just wait now. The, the new router has been ordered. Mm -hmm. um, that will be here shortly. I uh, wanted to go ahead and get that so that way when they do the install, everything can be be hooked hooked up. Um, so, um, you know, yeah, kind of excited about it and looking forward to it. I just want it to fucking work. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't care about the dingle dongles and the do lollies <laughs> and the thingamajigs <laughs> and the eighty seven hundred B X T U X Y Z. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I want it for the amount of money that we've been paying and that we're gonna be paying. I just want it to fucking work. When I sit down at my computer, when I pick up my device, I want to fucking connect. That is what I want. That is what I want, and that is all that I want. And if it will give me that, I will be the happiest mm -hmm. bitch you've ever fucking mm -hmm. met. There you go. Okay, so, <laughs> um, are you okay? You looked like you had a thought and then Excuse it was a me. hiccup. Your thought was really a hiccup? Did I miss the signal? No. Um, actually, I was just going to say, so that that's kind of what I got for that. So, gotcha. you know, whatever you have, you know. I technically don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have the possibility of, I have the future, po I have the, I, I actually know it's supposed to be happening, it's just a timing situation. So uh, last time we uh, streamed, I think we talked about this, um, I was getting, I had that really weird appointment with a gynecologist, had, had mm. to defend Lube's honor to her. <laughs> yeah. So fucking weird. Um, and so she scheduled me to do uh, lab work, which I ended up doing in the middle of being sick. I was masked up, but they let me in, even though I did not lie on that form you're supposed to fill out. I was like, here's how I'm feeling. And they were like, yeah, sure, come in. We'll do your lab work. Um, but 
Um, so I've seen my lab results and I don't know nothing about nothing. I'm not a medical person, but they make these charts very easy to read. Red <laughs> and a down uh, arrow indicates lower levels. Yeah, my hormone levels are way the fuck off. Uh, I will be getting, it's a topical cream medication, uh, some concoction, some cocktail of hormones to help me, blah, blah, blah. I know that's coming. I just have to wait. And the weird thing is, and I think this is yet another like uh, proof that placebo effect works. And it's not even placebo because I haven't done anything. I am already feeling so hopeful about what the possibilities might be if this works for me that I can already feel my mood changing and I've done not a fucking yeah. thing. I well, don't have the medication yet. I haven't well, put anything it, on my it body. It makes total sense. I mean, you know, you I'm went... I'm really hopeful. You, you talked to this person and, you know, while there was a little bit back and forth, for for the most part, they believed you and something is moving forward at yes. this point. It's just a so, waiting game. So, you know, that in and of itself has to be relief and, and take some of that... Pensiveness off that you've been carrying with this. The first level of relief was having a doctor who, even though she was very, very uh, different, odd, one might even say, uh, in some of her thinking um, and ways of talking to me, um, believed me and didn't. I didn't have to fight for it or have to go to another doctor or anything like that. And then to see the lab work confirm what I was like, I I think this is the case. Like a couple of my numbers. It's not even on the edge. It's so far down. It's like, holy shit, how are you functioning? Like those, that's probably not supposed to be quite that low. Like we do negative (laughs) numbers now, not that low, but close enough. (laughs) And then another number is still technically within normal range, but it is 25% of what it was when I got tested at another point in the month. So I don't know if that means it's dropping or if that's just a low point in the cycle or whatever, whatever. But I was like, I feel vindicated like this. You know, I think most of us know when something is off with us, something's not right, and we go searching for potential answers. And sometimes we're yeah. wrong about the answer. I mean, the internet mm-hmm. will lie to you, right? Sometimes we're wrong about what those potential answers are, but sometimes we're like, I-, I think this is it. And then to like actually see it verified, I'm like, okay, I'm. Uh, this makes me feel better. Yeah. Like I, I, I am crazy, but I'm not crazy. Uh, now I'm just waiting for the doctor was out of the office while I was getting the lab work done. She was supposed to come back, go over the lab work and then call in or do whatever for the prescription. Um, I'm trying to give it time before I start pestering. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, that is having me feel uplifted. And then a whole other doctor's office. It's not even my doctor is making me want to rip my fucking hair out. Yeah, I have to bitch about this. Oh, my God. I have to bitch about it. Uh, so the, everybody but me uh, goes to a clinic that does all things, mental health, psychiatric, psychological, blah, 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 therapy, all of that. That's where the boys go to have gone to get their evaluations for their diagnoses and get their medical, um, medication management done for ADHD, for anxiety, for depression, for all, for all the stuff they deal with. And those appointments, in my mind, are the most important appointments we have in a given month because we are watching in real time that medication is helpful to them and they see the benefits of it enough. They're like, yes, I want to keep taking this medication um, and I need to talk to the doctor about one of the kids medi- maybe needs a, 
an additional medication and that needs to be a conversation. Mm -hmm. So these appointments are extremely important to everybody. I take them very seriously. I take the bill, as expensive as this shit is, very mm -hmm. seriously. At the end of December, our old insurance company billed out for a series of appointments all at once, but also late, like they weren't on top of it the way they usually are. So in mid-January, I get a bill for a bunch of appointments for one child that totals $672 all at once. Now, if I had been charged my copay every time, which was expensive too, that was one, one off each time I could have done it. But you hand me a bill for $672 all at once. I'm gonna go into a little bit of sticker shock. It came through and then everybody started getting sick and we started having shit going on mm -hmm. and I was not on top of that bill. Like I probably un otherwise normally would have been. So I'm getting emails multiple times a week for this bill, but that's it. Then I get a phone call that says, uh, they leave me a voicemail and they say, if you don't pay this amount, we might cancel this child's next appointment. And their next appointment is med, med management. It's a very important appointment. And they'd already missed the January one for something else because there was an insurance thing. It was, it's been stupid with this office. And I'm like, but wait, what? Like you just sent me this bill. <coughs> what do you mean? So then I go into the patient portal. They had already canceled the appointment. Not maybe, not would eventually, not by the due date on the bill. I realized after I got off the phone ranting <laughs> that they cut everything off before the due date on the bill. Yeah. <coughs> and I call and got no help. And I'm like, wait, insurance did a thing but I'm being punished. You didn't take money from me every time I walked up. I, you can see my payment history. I pay every single time I'm in the office, but you're canceling this kid's appointment. And the billing department was like ice cold. And I get it. They talk to people all the time and there are people all the time telling them how they can't pay, but they want an appointment. And it's a new, it's actually a new policy for this year. And it's stupid. The policy is if you have a balance of over $200 on your account, you don't get an appointment. That's the policy. <coughs> but they cut us off before the due date on the bill and my response to, I was professional and polite but I was firm and I was way more confrontational than I usually am I usually hide mm -hmm. from confrontation I didn't call this person all the names I wanted to but I did state in no uncertain terms that I thought this was essentially bullshit and I get I go I, I said I can make a partial payment right now but I I can't pay this right now well how first thing I go well how much can you pay and I'm like I could give you $100 right now, done today. <coughs> Which I figured that good faith payment get me to where I give me breathing room to figure this out. Oh no, well, if you want to get the appointment back, you have to pay $470 some odd dollars today. Why the fuck didn't you just say that? Mm. I didn't say that, but that was my tone. I get off the phone and my response to being that angry was just to start crying. <laughs> yeah. Actually, before I talked to JB, I called my mom. <laughs> <coughs> we got it sorted, got it paid. Fucking miracle we got it paid. Paid the whole fucking thing. I did that on Saturday night, Friday night? Friday night. Friday night I paid it. We're now on Wednesday after the fact. I still can't get that appointment rescheduled. I can't get anybody on the phone. I keep being sent to voicemail. Nobody calls me. Now, I can um, <coughs> get current prescriptions refilled without going to appointment. But I can't get anybody to call me back and tell me, do you show that the account is cleared? Let me get an appointment for this kid. And I need to talk to that doctor because that kid probably needs another medication 
to go with other things. But they literally won't take my calls. They send me to Billing every time. Billing puts me in a voicemail. Nobody calls me back. I did not call this person what I wanted to call them. I never got violent or um, abusive. Cannot get them. And they've got the fucking money. Can't get them to call me back. Their customer service is horrible. Oh, it's awful. Their, their customer service is horrible. <coughs> and I would. I, somebody's going to be like, why don't you just transfer care? It's not that simple. It's not that simple. Because we're trying to use insurance because I can't pay out of pocket mm-hmm. for the places around here. Um, especially like medication appointments. That's the bulk of the appointments for them right now. I We can't afford to pay out of pocket for the rates that we have found around here. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the other, a couple of other places that take our insurance either don't offer the service we need or do not have a good reputation in town and I'm not sending my children there. Yeah. So it's like, and mm-hmm. I don't want to just go to their primary care who is not an expert in this. Like, if you do not have uh, expertise in um, the, situ- the things that we are medicating for and trying to treat, I want to go to you for like, my kid's got a cold, not mm-hmm. for other things. Plus a lot of primary cares I'm finding because our, my primary care is like this. When it's a specialized thing, they'll refer, they prefer to refer out. So I'm going to be right back in the same fucking spot. Yeah. So yes, yes. They're there. And see, the thing is, is if they had been doing it to me, I probably would have like been mad, but not said anything, but you fuck with my kids and what they need. Mm. I become a different human being and I don't even recognize myself most of the time. I had to do that for something else. Somebody was given shit about something. I think it was a school thing. And I had to get like really direct and abrupt and I didn't even hesitate. No. For myself though, won't say a fucking word. Mm -hmm. We'll just... So now, for those of you who caught it, Kayla made the statement at the beginning that. Ooh, Mr. Spock, thank you for that tip. Mr. Spock yeah, said, yeah. "Insider tip: Leave a voicemail that says at this point this is becoming an access to care issue, and you will be reaching out to the state medical board." I bet I do. Okay. I, thank you. I bet I will get a good, call. Good, 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 good thing to know. And uh, <coughs> Kayla has said everybody in the house except her is using this. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the doctors are all, every doctor we've seen there, except for one. I'm mm-hmm. having an issue with that person, too. They've all been amazing. Yeah. But man, they're admin. Mm-hmm. Um, about a month ago, I started uh, going to therapy myself. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last few years, between my sister's death, between my mother's death, um, the things that happened between my father and I because of that, uh, the motorcycle accident. You've had a lot. Um our finances you know Mm -hmm. things have kind of built up in me and i realized it was causing me more problems than i thought i don't know if the mic picked up but my stomach's apparently growling okay sorry i I didn't hear it and uh i realized it'd probably be a good thing for me to probably talk to somebody and i have been and um it it's been going well for me so it's uh it's been a good thing Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, it's funny for for somebody who wants to know every little detail. <laughs> I would like I, I would like my gold star. One, <laughs> I give him as much privacy as can be afforded in this yeah. house. I do not ask questions. 
He shares only what he wants to share. I'm not badgering him. I'm not pestering him. I'm letting him do his thing. And when he needs me, he knows where to find me. Right. So um, now, never mind when I was in therapy, coming home, it was after the session. It was like a gossip session. It was like, let me tell you what happened today. And thankfully, this is a person who's like, oh, yeah, but go ahead. Babble at me for longer than the actual session was. Because, you know, for those of us who are, are big talkers, uh, how that goes, right? Like, I got to tell you what happened in the session. And then I got to tell you all the thoughts that I had associated with what happened and how it made me feel. And then any memories it brought up. And also the train of thought we're going to go on when I connect the dots of this situation. to that. So session was 45 minutes the debrief with jb uh could easily be an hour or longer (laughs) and i don't do that to him i let him like this is his thing and if he needs me i'm here yeah so so um are you and you're feeling pretty good about it though i am um i i i like the person Mm -hmm. i talk to um she she's great and um yeah it, it's definitely helping you you know and, and don't get me wrong i mean we've talked a lot about this stuff with you but it's different it it having someone impartial to talk to and and you know who understands these things and 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 stuff it it has been great so here's what i'm curious about because i know half of this and i don't know the other half and i don't want details mm-hmm I know because you've said it that you have been validated in some of the things you think or have experienced or the ways you've approached it, like the way you viewed a thing. You've gotten validation yes. from this person. Right. I'm curious because this is my experience and people I know who've talked about it with me mm-hmm. are the, ex- the, the therapeutic experience. Have you yet been politely and professionally called out on your own bullshit? Because if not, it's coming. It will happen. Yeah, not, not yet. No, not okay. yet. Okay. I I hope to to be around on the day that of <laughs> when that, that session. Happens? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. Because that's a that's yeah. a different vibe. I, I, I have found personally after that session of yeah. oh. <laughs> no, I I I know, and you know, it's happened between us. I don't doubt that it's going to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah, I am the the, the people yeah. pleaser perfectionist kind of person that I am for mm-hmm. all the reasons. I always felt like I was air quote this winning at therapy when I could get validated when it was like, oh, I'm right. I thank thank you outside yeah. objective third party for telling me what I already knew, but this feels special. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the the days when I got I got told, mm, maybe, maybe you want to rethink that one or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the thing is too, you know, even even with my mom's my mom's death, um, it brought up things from my childhood that I thought I had laid to rest years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. yeah. I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy for you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that not only were you willing to do it, because God knows that's half the battle, uh, that you found somebody that you, you vibed with right away, because that sucks mm-hmm. when you, you don't. Yeah. Um, and that you're, you know, continuing it. Um, so. The I know that the benefits 
that are coming are personal right now, the things you're experiencing and the way you're feeling, and it's long-term. But I also know that long-term that becomes benefits for us because a happier, healthier you yeah. is a happier, oh, yeah. healthier us. Right. So um, the yeah. the joke, Eric, around here is, well, and this is everybody in this house going, well, when are you going? Meaning yeah. me. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I got to get you people through what you're going through first. We got to get everybody else stable. And then I'll, I know, I, I know I need to, but yeah, uh, I got enough. It's fine. Like yeah. I could put all this on lockdown for a hot minute. It, it'll be fine. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when we're gone for a week. We've got right. to catch up on everything. I know. I know. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'd like to say we're back. and um, Yeah, but we don't have that much energy to be that uh, excited about yeah. it. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> All right. We're, we're doing what everybody else is doing. We're just mm-hmm. getting day by day, getting through it day by day. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? I, I think that's plenty. The the cats are good. The dog is good. The kids are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid, the oldest, did uh, do his audition for two schools of music. Yes. Um, his first choice and his second choice. And we find everything out by the end of February. By the end of All this will month. be known. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting, and I think he's breathing a sigh of relief. He's still got other, like, music things and, and competition things that he's doing with school. But all of his uh, applications and auditions and all of that's done. All of that's done. So now we just wait. And his second choice school, he's actually already gotten admission to the, school, the college. It's now the music department. Will they accept him? The other, his first choice, University of Florida, It's he's waiting to find out about both the school of music and yeah. the actual overall admission. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So now he just, the only thing he has left to do is he's going to retake the SAT again, right. because if he can bump up his score, just a teeny tiny amount, he can get full tuition paid for in the state of Florida under the bright future scholarship. Yep, and yep. then the only thing his grant scholarship and other money has to go towards is room and board and fees and stuff like that. So right. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot. I know, and he, he's I, I could tell he's feeling it. He he didn't go to a class today. His only class for the day. He's like, Mama, I'm exhausted. I didn't sleep well last night. I'm exhausted. I'm like, Yeah, you're running on the edge of burnout. You've mm-hmm. been going for, you know. And he's got a competition coming this Saturday. One I did would not go to because I'm sick, but I don't have to go to that one. That one they get on a bus <laughs> with the other like adults and the yeah. kids, and they go together. I don't and have to be and there off for that. They go. One. So, so yeah, this that's the this is the stage of life we're at. It's exciting. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go because I mm-hmm. can keep talking. You can. And since the youngest stayed home from school again because he's still sick, we don't have to go anywhere. So I could keep talking, but I'm not. My stomach is literally growling. I need a snack. Yeah, you do. And I need some more to drink because my throat is scratchy. There you go. And we love y'all. Thanks mm-hmm. for being here. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, we hope it was, if it wasn't educational, it was at least entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be back Excuse next me. week as far as we know. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye. Bye.